This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Jonathan Von Tobel, we're talking the Western Conference, the NBA season about to start. But as we remind you, again, just because the season starts, these uh, these future bets uh, for the NBA are just getting started. And so, you know, on our Eastern Conference preview, uh, JVT, we, we touched on that. But briefly, again, about picking spots throughout the course of the season, give us something that maybe – what you think of the Western Conference or the NBA uh, this season? Maybe something to look for if this team gets hot, this player gets hot on different uh, uh, future bets, and also maybe some concerns about some teams that maybe, hey, look for this, this key injury, or this doesn't form. Just something to kind of prepare us for maybe a spot to jump on during the season. Uh, so I would say, I think at the start, um, for our NBA guide over at VSIN, there's a reason why the Clippers are on the cover. I think the Clippers are the best team in the NBA. Okay. Uh, I think they are the best team in the Western Conference. Uh, I was looking around, you know, by price bet rivers is at seven to one uh, for them to win the title. They are a deep enough team that they can overcome injury. We saw what they did last year. Ty Lue got them into the play in spot with a team that they really rebuilt at the trade deadline, did a really great job with them. I think that's a squad that, for me, I'm waiting for, like, Jimmy, like, 8-1, to one, hopefully, maybe, or if that kind of flashes again. But I would not say no to anybody who wants to bet in on a team that's about 7-1 to one, just because I rate them as the best team in the NBA. And, obviously, a 7-1 to one price tag uh, does not represent that. So that's something I would start with, absolutely. And I would also say, when you're evaluating these win totals, just realize, like, and I don't think I'm saying anything crazy, the Western Conference is absolutely loaded. Like this thing, there's going to be a lot of parity. There's going to be a lot of cannibalism. You know, a lot of the times where you look at some of the win total standings, and I'm making this from my hands, but like sometimes when you look at the win total standings, like you'll see that like um, the win totals that are posted, they're really far apart, right? What I mean is like the top team is really far from the bottom team. When in reality, this Western Conference might be a lot more compact because they're all just playing one another and playing each other really well. And so when I was evaluating certain teams, whether like the Dallas Mavericks or uh, the the, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, those teams that might kind of be on the fringes uh, of competition, those teams might be a little bit worse standings-wise than you expect them to be because they got a little bit worse, or at least in terms of the Mavericks, but the conference around them is so much better, and that's going to play a really big factor into all of it. It's Clippers uh, at plus 350 to win the Western Conference, to win the NBA. They are at 7-1. to one. So everything's fine with the injuries uh, as far as approaching a season. That's in the rearview mirror. 
you know, I think it's to it to an extent in that like everybody's healthy coming into the year. Look, Kawhi right. Leonard's going to miss time. We know that. Right, I right. think Paul George is going to miss time. We know that too. But what what you like about the Clippers is in those games in which they are going to miss time, they are going to. They're still really deep. I mean, think about what their roster looks like at this point right now. Norman Powell is a legitimate six man of the year candidate. Uh, when you look at the rest of the bench players with them, Robert Covington. How about this statistic? I'm going to pull this up really quickly because this is one of my favorite ones uh, when I was writing the guide. When Robert Covington was on the floor last year for the for the Clippers and he played in 25 games uh, they were plus 24 in terms of their net rating with him out there on the floor uh, they were incredible with uh, Covington out there he's a really good defender Marcus Morris is still there Nick Batum is still there Reggie Jackson John Wall even fringe guys on this roster right now remember I don't know if you remember game six I'm a Clippers fan so I'll always remember uh, game six of the Western Conference semifinals when they ousted the Utah Jazz Terrence Mann, who absolutely annihilated yeah. the Utah Jazz in that game, he's like their 10th or 11th guy now. So, right. like, this is a team that is wildly deep. So, like, while injuries might be a concern, they're one of the few teams, Jimmy, that I think can really overcome some injuries throughout the course of an arduous 82-game schedule because they have so many role players. I think the odds uh, the odds board in the West and overall the NBA tell you how much more competitive it is. You know, Golden yep. State previously coming off, and I know that the, uh, their roster was a little bit different, but, you know, Golden State had come off of a championship almost even money to win the NBA. They're, they're plus 650 to win the NBA, the defending champs. They're plus 333 at Bet Rivers to win the conference. So, and, you know, Plus three thirty three, Clippers plus three fifty, Phoenix four to one, Denver, Denver and Dallas eight and nine to one. So this thing is compact. We'll, we will see. What about the Warriors and repeating? And should I fall uh, victim of paying attention to the soap opera aspect of the NBA and Draymond's knocking this guy out and the the Phoenix Suns and their sort of disastrous, um, I guess media day uh, yeah. where they, t- you know. Uh, DeAndre Ayton says he hadn't even talked to the coach. Does that carry over to the floor? So I would say of the two, I, I would think it's Phoenix that is probably weighed down a little bit more by the like the off court negativity than Golden State. Because keep in mind, like Golden State's dealt with this, right? Like they know Draymond Green. They know that this is how he's been. I'm sure they've seen other stuff behind the scenes. Remember, he's the one that pretty much chased off Kevin Durant. Uh, when he was there too. So they're kind of used to handling what Draymond Green is. The difference in that equation is Jordan Poole has not been there in the past. How does Jordan Poole want to handle this as he moves forward, as he just got his contract extension? I would think that the way that franchise is run, that they have done so much and they have won so many titles, that that's going to be kept under wraps pretty well and like pretty, kept pretty tight, at least over the course of the season. For Phoenix, what I worry about is, one, like you mentioned, uh, it's not just that DeAndre Ayton got into that with Monty Williams at the end of that series at Dallas and then didn't talk to them. Remember, he also tried to sign, he signed an offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers and wanted to leave, and the Suns matched that offer sheet because he was a restricted free agent and brought him back. And then we have all of this weird dynamic, and it's also a Phoenix Suns team. That, uh, they, they kind of remind you of the Utah Jazz in that the Jazz had everything going for him a couple of seasons ago, right? And then Kawhi Leonard goes down. You're thinking, well, they're up in this series. They've got to go on to the Western Conference Finals. And they blow that series to Paul George and the Clippers. Everything kind of falls apart from there. And now we know where that team is at this point. I don't want to say it's going to be exactly like that. But the way they fell apart last year, Jimmy, the Suns, and the way this offseason stuff is kind of happening, Mm -hmm. it does smack a little bit of what the Utah Jazz just went through a couple of seasons ago, you know? Yes, indeed. You know, one of the uh, teams that kind of – you know, it made a 
It made a, a brief appearance, but it was an entertaining uh, series against the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, and that is the Minnesota T-Wolves. And, you know, covering uh, Edwards uh, in the SEC, okay, very raw. You know, needs to yeah. improve his skill uh, set, but, boy, he looks like he is putting some time into his game, and he has a lot just uh, kind of scratching the surface of what we saw. Carl Anthony Towns. We like to be have to have have him a little bit more mentally uh, stable, but anyway, he is an unbelievable talent. Great touch uh, for a big guy. Win totals forty eight and a half at Bet Rivers. Uh, you like the Minnesota Timberwolves? Uh, I love the Minnesota Timberwolves from a regular season standpoint. Uh, this is this is going to be a better version of what Utah was when they were at the peak of their powers. I think that they are a top three seed, Jimmy. I think they're. I made. I was expecting their win total open up at like fifty one. Uh, so at 48 and a half, that is very much a buy price to go over the total for the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is a regular season power written all over it. Rudy Gobert is a walking top 10 defense. He joins a defense that finished 13th in non-garbage time defensive efficiency and second in defensive turnover rate. They're going to get much better on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, Robert Williams, remember our conversation in the Eastern Conference preview where he talked about the switch for Robert Williams defensively, right? No longer was he at the point of attacks as a center. He moved off ball to guard some of the worst players on the floor, at least the ones that couldn't really create. He can just help defend and crash. That's going to be Carl Anthony Towns now. Then you have other players on this roster. I mean, when you look around where there's Jaden McDaniels, who has a really high ceiling as a very young player, they add Kyle Anderson coming over from Memphis, who is a fantastic, just really slow, high IQ forward who can defend extremely well, strong as well, too. So they're going to have some good defensive lineups. Austin Rivers, a very underrated bench piece to kind of come in and just bring it. He's a very underrated defender at the point of attack, too. He can score. Like, this is a team that I think has insane depth. And that's the other part about it, Jimmy. Like, we can talk about, like, the grand scheme of trading away everything they did for Rudy Gobert. We don't care about that. We're betting on this season alone. And if you look at what they gave up, it was just from last year's team – Patrick Beverly and what uh, I think uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Josh Okogie. Okay, like see you later. Like like if we're just giving up that to maintain our depth, adding the pieces that we did, and we're getting Rudy Gobert, that's a really solid addition. So I think this team's going to win a lot of regular season games. Now, competing for a title, that's another conversation to have. But I think when it comes to winning a bunch of games, the way that they are built, they are built to do just that this season. All 48 and a halfs are not created equally, certainly. Uh, so you like the T-Wolves, the team that you're not crazy about, the Dallas Mavericks. And we look back at their uh, their postseason last year. How could they even be competitive uh, against the Utah in uh, without uh, Luka? Well, they, they managed to – Jalen Brunson was a, a big part of that run. And then they upset uh, Phoenix along the way. Had to go all the way to the uh, Western Conference Finals where they were uh, obliterated uh, pretty badly by Golden State. 48-and-a-half, you're looking for a bounce year from the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, it's just – I don't really like the way they handled their offseason. So Jalen Brunson's gone. He's in New York. And the additions that they want to make are Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. Christian Woods, former Rebel, loved the kid, right? Played at UNLV, got to watch him help upset number three Arizona his last year out here at the Thomas and Mack Center. Uh, really good developmental story, too. But if you look at this team from a depth standpoint, they are really hoping that Jaden Hardy, their second-round rookie, uh, is going to kind of come on here and grab a lot of those minutes at backup point guard. And that's kind of a problem. If your rotation at guard from the bench is going to be a second-round rookie, 
Frank Nilakina, I'm not really sold on what that's going to look like here. Doncic is going to have to have a serious season in which he plays, like I would say, well into the 70s. And he's going to have that MVP season, I would think, if they're going to surpass this win total. And I'm just not sure that's really probable. And look, there's a lot of things to like. Obviously, we know how good Luka Doncic is. Spencer Dinwiddie is a solid guard to have along with him. Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr., all fantastic off-ball pieces who can defend very well, fit really well around a ball-dominant guy like Luka Doncic and are catch-and-shoot threats. But when you're looking at, again, the depth of the Western Conference, and you as a team in a basketball era where guard play is so important didn't do anything to address your backup guard position once one of your primary ball handlers outside of Doncic left— I just don't know if the market is accounting for how bad this team or how much this team has lost. Not how bad, but how much this team has lost in the departure of Brunson and how it failed to kind of address that loss. And for me, that leads to abetting them under a 48 and a half. All right. Uh, so the Mavs, and, and listen, especially if uh, Luca has any type of uh, injuries as well, uh, that's going to wear him. I mm-hmm. mean, so, so ball dominant. And now they don't have that guy. Even when he, within the games that he's playing, to have, Brunson was such a, I mean, that just changed them. Out of necessity, sometimes you create more depth or more options for you, but they really found something. But, man, the way he was playing in that postseason, we're like, oh, he's making some money. He's going somewhere. And, uh, you know, that was one of the bigger surprises of the postseason last year, how they handled it when he was out. And, and Jimmy, if I could add, too, like to give you some numbers behind this. So last year when Doncic left the floor – Mavericks' offense only dropped by 3.3 points per 100 possessions. Think about that. that that's, that's Luka Doncic, one of the best offensive players in the NBA, and your offensive efficiency is only dropping off by about 3 points per 100 possessions. Why? Because Jalen Brunson's out there. But in the possessions in which neither Doncic nor Brunson were on the floor, their offensive rating dropped a full 7 points to 108.4. So now, like, that's the question, right? Is when Doncic isn't on the floor, he can't play every minute of every game, what does this offense look like without Doncic out there this season? And I think that's, that's going to be a little bit of a problem when you start to get into that depth yes indeed all right so t-wolves over 48 and a half mavs under 48 and a half not the best price in the world but jvt likes the clippers a lot uh, this year moving forward and keep in mind just because uh these uh these uh, these future bets in the nba just get started when the season gets started as well and so we'll try and keep you updated on maybe some strategic spots when to come in at uh, some different bets for jonathan von tobel i'm jimmy yacht here on the sports betters paradise on the bet rivers network